Wayne's World is brought to you by Noah's Arcade. Party on, Wayne. It's Friday, it's 11.30, it's time to party on, Wayne, and party on Garth. Wayne's World! Okay, uh, welcome to Wayne's World. Party on, Garth. I guess. Yeah, welcome back to No On 15, everybody. And we're going to do the Wayne's World Experience. The Pod Squad is back, everybody. Check it out. Comedy Series Part 2. Right, here we go. Drop a shot in there and stuff is good, but uh, so yeah, they're good, they're good, but uh, nothing tastes beats like, a Guinness like, like straight from the tap, tastes like chocolate milk, tastes uh, like chocolate, Irish carbon. Does it for, for real? What does it have like uh, Bailey's in there? Or something? It's uh, it's a pint of Guinness and then it's a shot of Bailey's, Bailey's and then yeah. you top it with just like a little bit, not even a full ounce, not even a full pour of Jameson, and mm. you put the you put the Jameson on top of the Bailey's. And then you take that whole shot glass, you drop it in the glass, the pint of the Guinness, and then you have to chug it. Because if you let it sit too long, I guess the Guinness curdles. Yeah. Yes, you got to chug much. the whole thing. I mean, Guinness is, that's a tough beer to chug, so. Oh, yeah. Ah, Scotty. What's oh, up, Scott? Uh, What's up, Scott? Not much. What's that drink called? Irish Car Bomb. Mm. Well, you know, it's the Irish Car Bomb. Oh, man, dudes. Well, we back again on the show. What's up? Um, how's everybody doing? Good, good. Well, All right. well, yeah. Nice. Uh, tonight's episode or today's episode, keep you guys guessing, whether it's day or night. Who knows when you'll listen to it? So <laughs> there you go. Um, we're doing Wayne's World, man. We, we're bringing it back, That's bringing right. it back to uh, Aurora, Illinois, hypothetically. Or what is it? What's the word I'm looking for? Maybe it's Aurora, depending Allegedly. on if you look. Allegedly, <laughs> yeah. in the background. Allegedly, Allegedly that's that, like the that safe work right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, definitely, man. We're gonna cover Wayne's World Part One and Part Two. Um, but before we do that, uh, Oscar has a message. <laughs> uh, welcome, new listeners. But uh, if if you join us, uh, if you join us again, welcome back. Um, we are talking about Wayne's World One and Two, and we will be, we will be discussing some spoilers here. So if you haven't heard, if you haven't watched these movies before. Uh, you know, press play, come back, and then, uh, you know, we'll see you then. But spoilers for sure. Yeah, spoils. Or press pause, and then come back. Press pause, and then come back. <laughs> um, but to kick it off, who wants to take on the 30-second challenge for Wayne's World Part 1? Oh, man. Dude, you should have, like, uh, really suspenseful music as, like, the... <laughs> we should we should have it randomized it's gonna all be right, me. here we go i, I suggested this it's it gonna even, be me yeah i'll tell you right now you put it all right here universe. we go check it out um for our listeners we're gonna do a new thing which is we're gonna spin a wheel to decide who does the 30 second challenge yeah. you guys see the wheel there are names <laughs> no. all right you guys see it it's on raul's name first uh let's see i'm spinning it <laughs> awesome. Oh, shit. Oh, 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 
Yeah, we, we have a winner. We have a winner. But <laughs> in the second round, does he win again? <laughs> All right, I'm gonna try my best because uh, I've seen this movie twice. Oh, but All go right. ahead, start the clock. My heart's already racing. Get the clock out. Oh man, <laughs> here we go. And we're gonna do a 30 second challenge to the OG himself. And here we go. Counting down. Three, two, one, go. Okay. Wayne and Garth are really good friends, and they have a TV show called Wayne's World that they uh, produce from the basement of their home. Uh, a guy named Benjamin wants to acquire it to impress a client, and that guy owns an arcade. And Wayne and Garth go under contract, and they realize that it's not a good contract because they're trying to corporatize the show. And Wayne finds a girl named Cassandra she fall, that he falls in love with. He almost loses her, and he tries to regain her love. And everyone loves to rock on. Time. <laughs> nice. I, <don't> <laughs> <laughs> I missed a good chunk of that movie, but that's and all I can remember. Everyone loves to rock on. Rock dude, on. Good, oh, party on. Dang it. It was party, party on, on, dude. Party on. Dang it. Yeah, party on. You know what? And that's perfect, because that brings me to my very first question for Wayne's World. You know, just kind of thinking about this um, – do you guys think that Wayne and Garth are grown-up versions of Bill and Ted? Mm. Uh. Well, that's a yeah, like if they gave up on their dream, this would be their life. Yeah, that's because kinda... it's like uh, I feel not like Bill necessarily. And Ted are... Yeah, are we entering your thesis on this, Caesar? I feel like <laughs> like, you know, it's just an idea, just a thought, because they're like Bill and Ted are in high school. They say excellent. They say that's party true, on. Yeah. That's very you know, true. They say all these same things. Um, so I'm just wondering, it's like, is this, this like a grown-up version of Bill and Ted? Like a different, these guys, you know, Bill and Ted are in California, are these guys in the Midwest? You know, the Midwest. Yeah. But Wayne and Garth, how, how old are they supposed to be in the movie? That's a good question, too, yeah. Because yeah. they're not, I don't think they're that, they're supposed to be that old. I mean, uh, I, I would say they're in their 30s, at least. 30, I don't know about 30. Because, well, Wayne references how many jobs he's gone through, right? He has all these name tags. Yeah. That's true. So it's like yeah. it's like a thing, and he's still living with his parents. <laughs> <laughs> I had well, that I think... many jobs by the time I was twenty-five. I had gone through plenty of jobs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I, was, yeah. I was gonna say I, I I think in the skit on SNL Saturday Night Live where this started, I think uh, they had like some of their teachers as guests, so they were at least in high school then, which would have been the oh. late eighties. So I. If I had to guess, I'd say, I mean, again, that's if the movie stays true to the timeline it was established in the show, but um, I would guess like mid 20s. Yeah, because I was thinking mid to late. Yeah. Okay. I'd say in that range too. Do they look like they're in their 20s? No. No. I think Garth Garth has a little bit more of a younger look than than Wayne, but. Mm, Okay. Objective. Um, what do you guys think of Rob Lowe as the bad guy? The fucking cock blocker. <laughs> <laughs> For real. <laughs> well, I yeah, I he's a he's just a really good villain in this movie, in my opinion. Oh, so, yeah. um, and I love the scene where like they go over his apartment and Garth finds the books, books. <laughs> like, how to how to talk to women. Yeah. You know, um, and I forgot there's like three books that he like mentions and stuff like that, and he's like real smooth, you know. Um, <laughs> But yeah, he's just someone you just, he's just so, he deceives everybody. Like even his client, or like when his wife is talking and, and he's basically kind of like um, 
it's like a backhanded compliment every time. I feel like he like oh, it man. almost sounds like he's being nice to them, but he in reality he's like thinking like you guys are just dumb, you know, type of thing. <laughs> I'm better than you. Mm-hmm. So he's like a sleazy used car sale. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. He has some uh yeah, he has some really funny lines and he just um <laughs> the the looks that he gives people sometimes when he's trying to talk to them and he's like when he first meets them and they have like uh to to give them the checks and to talk about signing a contract yeah yeah he's a fucking liar yeah he's like i'm a big fan of the show and he know he just barely saw that shit like maybe five minutes of it yeah i got all your episodes on tape (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's what he says well okay the first time he sees it is when he's with his girlfriend in bed eating pizza or something like that right Uh yeah yeah, I would even and, challenge that it's not his girlfriend. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, some chick yeah. who's obviously younger than he is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know how he got her into to his bedroom, but she's there. The books. The, bo- <laughs> the books. <laughs> the, right, the, right, books. The, books. the books, man. <laughs> so they work. Yeah. The books work. I mean, yeah. who knows? Raul didn't see whether or not there was a book that said for free. <laughs> so oh he's just estimating whether he's smooth or he's paying uh, for it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Hey, yeah. you know what? Yeah. Yeah, you can't really, you don't really know at that point, you know. Could uh, be. That old dirty bastard song didn't come out for 20 more years. So we who knows how he did it. Oh, right. So she's the one that explains it to him. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah. it, she's she's like in the loop and he's not. Correct, yeah. And she's younger, so the whole idea of Wayne's World is that it it appeals to the younger audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, mean, I always assumed it was for people that smoked weed. Yeah, because back well, then yeah. you couldn't even like really talk about it. Ah. right. For those who well, remember, a, yeah, it's like a well, it's a public access show, and it definitely is for like the burnout crowd. So it's like that. I think it's like you know geared towards people that like metal at that time because it was big and you know possibly probably dudes that smoke too i'm sure it's geared towards the same people that would watch saturday night live or wayne's world on saturday night live mm-hmm. uh, yeah the same crowd because yeah. you know saturday night live was on literally saturday night and you would have to kind of sort of stay up for you know to watch it and not have anything to do on saturday and not at, right and not have anything yeah. else to do <laughs> So you're yeah. you're you're smoking weed at home watching Wayne's World mm-hmm. on Saturday Night Live. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Because I'm thinking more like Wayne and Garth themselves are more into metal and into rock and stuff. That's not necessarily what the people watching them are going to be into. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Um, what do you guys think about Stacy like in the movie? The <laughs> Laura Flynn Boyle. Yeah, the girlfriend. Yeah, you're, you're fucking mental psycho. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I was telling my yeah. I was telling my wife Erica like I still like I'm still saying stuff from this movie all mm-hmm. these years later because of the stupid like the lines that like like um Mike Myers saying you know get the net like yeah. <laughs> trying to tell her like you know that <laughs> she's like psycho and you know she gives him a gift one time when they're at i think it is it when they're at makita's yeah they are yeah Yeah. it's the first time they go in there yeah and he's like oh it's a gun rack 
why would I get a gun rack? And he's like, I don't own a gun, let alone need a gun rack. <laughs> you know, that story was based on a real story that Mike Myers had. He had a girlfriend that actually bought him a oh, gun rack. Oh, wow. What? As a, as a, yeah, as like a oh. gag gift. And, oh, man. And, uh, and so he included that character and that story in the movie. And then he felt bad because he like portrayed her uh, as like a psycho. I see. Well, she was, yeah, so that's, that's I gotta tell you, she was a pretty good looking psycho though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That shit still makes me laugh when she crashes into the car. Oh, dude. And, uh, yeah. and they're playing hockey. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. On the bicycle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's so brutal, dude. I have it on my background. You can see it on my background. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's be, I think it's like one of the funniest like physical comedy parts of that movie. Like that to yeah. me, that part always cracks me up, always. Yeah, it's so funny. Um, and then like she tries to make them jealous when they go to that uh, that rooftop. one club. Yeah, the rooftop, yeah. and then she falls through the glass with that guy. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's why later on you see her with the neck brace on. So. <laughs> I just like how like she's trying to make out the guy. And like, but she's very distracted by Wayne. Like she wants yeah. to see what, what he's doing and stuff like that. But she can't even focus on like the guy she just randomly picked up like two feet from her when, when Garth was like, you should just find somebody else, you know? <laughs> and then she uses it. him to make Wayne jealous and falls through the roof of that fucking, yeah. whatever the <laughs> fuck they were. Does that mean that Wayne read uh, the books before... Um, Rob, Rob Lowe did <laughs> because how he got some hot these hot looking chicks to fall in love with him. I don't know. He's innocent. Confidence, He's innocent. confident. Yeah. Benjamin. Confidence oh, is innocent. Is, is that the secret? I ch- I challenge the confidence part. Read the book. You don't yeah. think he's confident? Yeah, like, the book he said. Dude, you have to be <laughs> insanely confident. Um, well, I would say, I would I would say there is confidence there. But he but, tends to be a little bit insecure at times when it comes to when he finally like ends up being with Cassandra because he thinks that Benjamin. I mean, he he assumes that you know she's having sex with Benjamin to like get get the gig and stuff like that. Like, yeah, in my opinion. So is he confident? Yeah, like he approaches her, he talks to her and stuff like that. You know, can I call? In Cantonese. Yeah, and then he like yeah, learns Cantonese, you know, to like talk to him <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, well, that's what. Confident. Yeah, that. But that's I'd what I was going to get to because yeah, there's still some. That's exactly how it went down when I met her <laughs> with the fucking stars around her. And then I said, hey, you're prettier. You, you look amazing. She said, so do you. And then it didn't go any farther from there. And, uh, <laughs> but the awesome. look did not imply don't look at my tits. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like <laughs> Wayne meets her. He's like when he sees her, he, he hears that song Dreamweaver, right? Uh, he's oh, yeah. just like in awe because it's like a, a bassist, you know, a girl that's a bassist in a band, you know, just rocking out. And he's just like totally into her from the second he sees her. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the funniest lines I remember from that movie, too, that uh, they're talking at the bar. And she's like, I'll be back. I got to see the owner. He's trying to dick me out of some money. Mm-hmm. Something like that. She just talks like so, so rough to him. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you guys think of that whole relationship? dynamic in a movie like that little plot line between like between wayne between, and cassandra yeah between wayne and cassandra 
She was well, way she... out of his league. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, yeah. listen, he, listen, he was confident. Yes. I think he, he had some he had confidence about him. But, uh, yeah, she was way out of Wayne's league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I could see that, you know. I mean, was go ahead. Dancing around in tidy whities that's all that comes to mind. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> scene is pretty funny. <laughs> that's yeah. pretty funny, too. He's like, the, uh, camera one. Camera two. Camera two. Camera one. <laughs> camera two. She's like, he make her laugh. That's what she like about him. He make her laugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, as far as like the relationship goes, um, yeah, like I guess, it, I mean, it's part of the story. You know, like they're, I think, is it the, yeah, it's the first, it's the first movie where they're like, they, uh, they salute one of the models and they're like, we salute you, babe, you know, type of thing. And so With like the, they're in the girls. Swing. Yeah. yeah, you know they're in they're in the girls they're in you know Garth and 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 Wayne and stuff like that so you know it kind of adds a little bit more of a you know challenge because you know here's here's Wayne trying to like get close to Cassandra then it works and Benjamin's part of the the problem type of thing you know then yeah. Cassandra and him have like a little bit of a they they like pretty much like separate and then she's mm-hmm. kind of annoyed by the fact that he's getting too jealous and you know um, and so it's a decent part of the story you know I mean. To me, I what I think I what's better than that is like the friendship between Wayne and Garth, mm. you know. But well, that's yeah, it's true because like I was kind of leading towards that moment when they do get to Benjamin's apartment, right? <laughs> yeah. And Garth's like, "Hey, come over here," uh-huh. like telling the camera to follow him. They break the fourth wall a lot in this movie. A lot. You know? Yeah, it is yeah. fun. Yeah. It is fun. Yeah. And uh, like Garth is saying, "Would you guys bring a hot chick to this this place?" I wouldn't. This this place just reeks of like being like a chick like palace or something like that. Yeah, he says, yeah. and that's when he goes around and shows him the books, and he finds the condoms, <laughs> and he's like, oh, you know, yeah. he's like, he's like ribbed for her pleasure. Yeah. And he's yeah. Like, <laughs> One of my other then, favorite lines is like when he picks up the planner. He picks up the planner and he's just like, uh, oh, daily reminder, uh, <laughs> sell TV show. And like, I don't know, basically like, you know, talking about them. Yeah. Like he talks, he's talking about Wade and like, you know, Benjamin's talking about yeah. Wade and Garth. And he's like, wow, I hope, I hope they're okay or something like that. You know, <laughs> it's so funny. Like he's, he's there. He's smart because you know, yeah. he's smart, but at the same time, he's also like gullible. You know, I think they're both yeah. gullible at the same time. Yeah, definitely. Very gullible. He says, uh, reminder, acquire mediocre TV show and exploit it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Like, I feel sorry for whoever those guys are. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, where, that's what he says. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but then, yeah, that's when Benjamin kind of, you know, shows off, right? Like yeah. he talks about Dom Perignon and where it comes from and champagne. And then he orders the Chinese food. Um, and Cantonese. And then he's like, in Cantonese, yeah. And then he guesses yeah. where she's from. Like based if you on look her at accent. Oscar's picture right behind him of Garth, you realize yeah. he's he's too fucking horny to figure it out. Look at his face. <laughs> <laughs> it's worse than all the nerds combined. Yeah, dude, I I was gonna say that he's one of like he's like a nerd out of lambda yeah. lambda lambda all grown up on living on his own. He's, yep. Yeah, yeah, totally fit with that crowd. Yeah. So. That's one I was going to ask you guys too. What do you guys think like is some of the funniest moments in the film for you? I'll start off with Kyle. I like the breaking the fourth wall. I like the, I like the different variations of that. I thought the end, how they did the different takes, like the different endings, yeah, um, was was pretty unique. I thought that was a pretty cool mm-hmm. thing. Um, how they kind of just now let's not end it this way. Let's end it this way, and they kind of go through different the different variations mm-hmm. of the endings. Uh, I thought that was a funny thing to do. That's because it's so different. Yeah. 
cool. Oh, I like all the, all the dark shit that they, like Ed O'Neill, when he tried to take Oh, my God. <laughs> no. about, wanted That's... to go on about murder. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's so he funny. He had some great lines, man. And then uh, the same tone in the first false ending where everything's burning and Wayne just looks like he doesn't give a fuck, man. He invites it. All the <laughs> carnage, you know. The fire, it looks yeah. so stupid and out of place. That's true, yeah. The show on the TV was never fucking anything like that. Very right. unexpected. I'd, I'd have to say my favorite scene is when uh, it's Garth's Foxy scene. When he, like, <laughs> dreams that he's, like, he puts a song. He puts a song on the, <laughs> the Jimi Hendrix song. And then he, like, mouths the words because he's, like, trying to, like, you know, uh, call over his that, that girl he really is attracted to. I think that's just super funny because it completely breaks Garth out of his comfort, like, zone. But he goes so out far out that you just can't help but appreciate like the joy that Dana Carvey is enjoying and being this character at that moment. And that's like that moment. And then along with the drum scene, like those two moments are like the most memorable for Garth for me. So like I, I really love the, the Garth's Foxy scene. I thought that was like super funny. Yeah. What about you, Ro? The one that jumps out me when I whenever I think about Wayne's World is that headbanging, you know... Oh, Queen? Bohemian yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is a memorable one, yeah. That iconic that, film scene, yeah. Yeah, that's, it, it's just... It's it's hilarious. And I, I think everyone's tried to do that. They've heard Bohemian Rhapsody on the radio or whatever. They just start headbanging because they remember <laughs> Wage World. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, I know I have. Yeah, <laughs> that um, Scott was talking about Ed O'Neill's character, dude. His his lines are like so deadpan, but they're so hilarious. Yeah. Um, like I, I had some of these quotes pulled up. Like one of them was, um, you know, if you stab a man in the dead of winter, steam will rise from the wounds. Indians believed it was his soul escaping from his body. <laughs> He's just yeah. like, they're, they're so far removed from like anything like from the movie, yes, which is like right. so funny to me. Uh, like, that and one belongs like, on the gray. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Pretty yeah. Much. <laughs> and then um, he says, <laughs> the other one, he's like, I'd never done anything crazy like that in my life before that night. Why is it when a man kills another man in battle, it's called heroic? Yet if he kills a man in the heat of passion, it's called murder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's great because you, you see like how he's uh, very like deadpan you know like there's yeah. a little there's a little bit of emotion there but not a lot but then for me i thought the greatest thing about that character was you start to think about like for me i started to like create like okay what did this character do you know what i mean yeah. like it's enough there's enough there to start uh kind of weaving your story about this character and you're like why where does this guy fit you know because there's a police cop that's there there's a police yeah. officer that's there and like he never that that cop and that guy never interact you know so it's just interesting to have them all together and this guy's like thinking some crazy ass thoughts. Yeah. That cop and, uh, looked like fucking maniac cop. <laughs> maniac. <laughs> that movie's crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you know what's funny is Wayne also says, Hello, what do you think you're doing? Only me and Garth get to talk to the camera. Oh, he, <laughs> ju- he jumps in. That's he right. jumps into the scene, right? Yeah. 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 He was so intense, the cameraman couldn't help but follow him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's true. Yeah. He just drew. He was hypnotized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Oscar, you were mentioning like how Wayne and Garth. That their friendship was probably more important in the film than everything else to you. Like, yeah. did you guys think Garth was like just a sidekick, or do you think he was equal to Wayne? Ooh. Yeah, it was pretty clear he's a sidekick. Yeah. Yeah. When he left the show, 
he got fired or thrown out of the studio and Garth had to fucking do the show. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> He's backing up like... <laughs> it reminded me of Ta- okay. Tenacious D when Kyle had to sing the song by himself, but he only sang his like backup words. <laughs> oh, stupid. oh my gosh. It was worse than that. Yeah, it was a mm-hmm. cringe moment. It was. You felt it. Yeah, I would I would have to say that yeah, he does seem more of a sidekick in this. I would say yeah, he does seem more of a sidekick. And I also think though too like he's not he's still not really comfortable with himself, you know? So I think mm-hmm. that comes out a lot. He's very he's a very quirky character, you know? And I think that's the charm about him is that he's, you know, he kind of just he uses in that moment, but yeah, I think he's more of a sidekick, you know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But here's that's what true. I think. I think Garth is funnier than Wayne in this movie. Even though he's a sidekick, I think Garth is way funnier in this movie. Yeah, he's kind of a scene stealer. Yeah, he is. Yeah. His, uh, his, the whole branding scene is probably one of the scenes I remember more than anything too from that film is when they first start doing the show like on a real set and you know like wayne holds up the pizza box it's pizza hut and you know it's like oh, that's great. he's doing Dorito. they're doing all the doritos they do yeah. like the, the product placements yeah the motrin pills mm-hmm. i think or or newprint or something like that yeah. yeah yeah they drinks the pepsi he's like it is our choice the choice of a new generation <laughs> that's right garth's is the worst like oscar said he had not been wearing a whole fucking reebok you know, reebok <laughs> Oh yes, started. yes, yeah, the headband, yeah, the hat, uh-huh. yeah, everything, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had yeah, pumps awesome. on, I think. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. awesome. He's like, yeah, man, it's like, you know, what, what do you? He's, I can't remember his line, but he talks about selling out, and he's yeah. wearing like nothing but Reeboks. It's like some people only do things for money. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not sad. cool. Yeah, and that's sad. Oh, that's God. exactly the line. Yep. Yeah. Um, I definitely think that too. I think. He is like the sidekick. I mean, it's called Wayne's World, right? So he's definitely like the sidekick, but like Kyle, that he steals the scenes. Mm-hmm. Like he he totally does, man. He has got some of the funniest moments in the film. Um, and they could be small scenes too. Like um, when the the guy Vander, Vanderhoff or whatever his name is, he like- Noah visits, Vanderhoff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He like, he visits the, the studio and then the wife's like, how do you like the studio? He's like, um, it's okay. It's kind of like, you know, we're just getting used to it. It's like when you put on new underwear, like it's very constrictive. <laughs> it becomes a part of you. you know, it's just like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or like the scene where like after Garth and Wayne have like a, a fight and then Garth is at Makita's and like he's like killing the jelly donut. And he's like, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. I just thought that was like super funny. He's just like, he's like in his own world. This is in his own world, but he's like enjoying himself. So he's fucking autistic, man. But he's got something because doesn't uh, sometimes Wayne don't tell him to like, take your Ritalin if he gets too amped up. Um, Pretty sure he says like, take your Ritalin, take really? your Ritalin. Good yeah, he says something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I like your Ritalin. Yeah. Something sticks out of my head. Remember when he was had that helmet on like he was trying to make that fucking arm move with his mind? Yes. Yeah, he is like a tech guy because then when he when they go to the club and the guy won't let him buy, he goes That's back to true. the car and he gets like his little yeah. gear, puts on his utility belt with like a uh oh, like a shock right. toner yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well then doesn't yeah. he hack doesn't he hack some government satellites to get the broadcast? Exactly. Oh yeah. That's such a funny yeah. scene. Like, and does that too. <laughs> You know, another one of his scenes that stick out to me is 
when they're at the airport, outside the airport, and they're looking up and they're arguing, and he just starts saying all this stuff, and you can't hear it. And then yeah. Wayne's like, he's like, "You kiss your mother with that mouth." He's like, "I'm out of here, Damien." He calls him Damien because <laughs> he thinks he's evil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, those subtle lines, man. There's there's yeah. so many small things that happen that you can easily miss. You know. Yeah, that's true. What's your guy's favorite character that's not Wayne or Garth in that film? Cassandra. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like to elaborate on that, Raul? As to yeah, no, uh, did you like I, the dialogue, I, or is it self-evident? <laughs> her, her, her yeah. body of work. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, all right. The music video Evan. scene was captivating. Mm. You know, <laughs> with that with that big python wrapped around her. Mm-hmm. And Wayne totally ruins like the all the film. Like it comes out. <laughs> oh film. my gosh, that's such a funny scene to me. Oh man, that's he's like, "There's not even film in here." <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> oh, shit! Yeah, like if there wasn't, that would have that would have been it. Does this film have a main message? If there is one, no, no, it's just funny. I think it's Rob Lowe's message at the end. Oh, and a he new car, the a chiseled profile. Yeah, It'll get you far in America, but it won't get you everything you want. Oh, he does say that. <laughs> he does say that. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't know. That's a good question. Cause um, I mean, obviously this is an extension from the SNL stuff, but mm-hmm. one thing that I, I thought that was interesting is we, we know it's about the show Wayne's world, but we hardly ever see a full episode of the show, which I think is yeah. super funny to me. Like we always catch it either in the middle or it almost seems like they're, they're doing the intro and then they're done like two minutes later. It's just really funny to me that, you know, like the name of the show is the name of the movie, but yet at the same time, we don't really dive so deep into like an episode of the show. Um, like Wayne's well, world is, is all these mm-hmm. weird and strange characters that we're encountering. And um, I was almost thinking like, is Wayne's world more of like a mentality thing? You know, cause one of the things that Wayne does is he always talks to the camera. He breaks the fourth wall. He's like, she will be mine. She will oh, yes. be mine. And there's something yeah. else about, and he does it again in part two, but it's just interesting how he, that same line comes over. I think it happens at least twice in the movie. So I just thought it was interesting like, that you don't really see a full episode of the show. It's just kind of a, a jumping off point. And then everything else happens around the show, you know? Mm. Right. But I, I think that was intentional because sure, yeah. I think most people had already seen, you know, the attractiveness of the movie was obviously the SNL sketches. Okay, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So they assumed that people would want to see what goes on in their real life. Well, in in their fictional real lives, uh, if that makes any sense. But mm-hmm. the extension of outside of Wayne's World, the SNL mm-hmm. sketch, because we've already seen that, so we don't need to mm-hmm. see that anymore in the movie. We I have. need to see <laughs> what goes on outside of that. Yeah, no, that makes yeah. sense. That's true. Yeah, I didn't because I, I, I don't think I'd ever, I don't think I've ever seen any of the Wayne's World sketches. So oh, I, you I mean, yeah, oh, yeah, so okay. I'm completely oh, wow. removed. It's from depraved. That. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I, I should, I should go check those out. So yeah, yeah. you should yeah. definitely. Yeah, because they would always, well, not always, but a lot of the times they would use whoever the celebrity guest was, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. In, in the sketch. And they um, burnt it out pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> it did. Well, and, and um, you know, to to a certain extent. The movie is like an amalgamation of all these little, you know, funny snippets all just plastered together. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like mm-hmm. one one funny uh, 
sketch after another after another. And certain degree, sometimes it's like, I don't know if that's if it holds up as well as they thought it would. Yeah, they kind of hint at that with the Chris Farley scene. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck is all yeah. this information about? Or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? Yeah, they do that. They do that too in the second part too. Oh, well, that's the, you know. Would you guys recommend it though? The movie. Yeah. Yeah, I used to love this movie. I used to laugh my ass off at the Floby scene. You guys remember oh, yeah. that? Even yeah. after this movie was made, some motherfucker mass-produced the vacuum yeah. haircut gun. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. The Floby. Yeah. That's so yeah. Funny. Look at Kyle. Did you they... get your haircut with one? You look kind of quiet. It really sucks. <laughs> it's for white kids. <laughs> but it didn't even really cut his hair at all though it just kind of vacuumed it the real one had like a longer tube that went to the head that's crazy yeah wow. has, has could, anyone ever change... seen this shit no in real life no yeah there was a for real vacuum haircut gun no yeah i yeah, saw I the commercials yeah. for it but i yeah. never wow. knew anyone who had it or yeah, had exactly. seen it or anything that's I think funny. it was a front for cocaine. Boom! So I mean, movie. I would I always love. Yeah. This. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice. I would. I would totally recommend this movie. Yeah, it's just nice. It's, it's you know what I I, I would, but I would be careful to who you recommend it to, because if it's someone that's too young, they wouldn't get a lot of the references. Mm. They'd yeah, still like it. Yeah, it's that's a good point because so. Mm-hmm. All right, so night two, I was five years old. So when this movie came out, I, I don't know this movie, you know, when it came out. I remember seeing it as a kid um, when I was a little bit older than five, obviously, and I didn't understand half of it. It was just funny. Um, now watching it as an adult, uh, you can appreciate more, but you can definitely tell, like, there's some things that if you weren't, if you don't know some of the pop culture of that time, some of the stuff you're not going to get. Right, it's just, yeah. you're not, not going to get gonna, it. It's not even going to be yeah. funny. Some parts aren't, aren't going to be funny to you at all. Um, and that's kind of like Mike Myers, kind of his signature and his, his, these comedies, even Austin, Austin Powers to an extent, like mm-hmm. there's, there's so much of it. so pop culturally referenced that if you don't know that time that the movie came out in or it was made in, you're going to miss that joke. Yeah. Um, that'd be yeah, oh, the great Poupon. Yeah, oh, yeah. exactly. Great Poupon. If you ask a millennial or somebody who's, you know, they have no not, idea. Yeah. They'd have no idea what that, that was based on a commercial. They'd have no clue what that was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it's it's hilarious. It's funny, but they don't. They wouldn't get the reference. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I would recommend it. I just, I, I think number one, um, again, you have to have that caveat where there's some references you might not understand. And then number two, it's not quite what you might expect it to be. I mean, breaking the fourth wall, the alternate ending, kind of anything. It's it gets really silly at points, and I don't think even based on the skit, if you're familiar with the skit on SNL. I mean, the level of silliness this movie went to is far beyond what the skit was. Right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I think you have to kind of be prepared for that, that it's going to devolve into some yeah. kind of silly hijinks. Uh, but all that being said, yes, I recommend it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'm with you guys. Totally would recommend it. And I think, um, yeah, there is a caveat there. But at the same time, it's also sort of the thing that makes you go look for that stuff. And it's kind of like mm-hmm. maybe the artist artist's way of trying to introduce them to stuff that they might not know. Right. So yeah, that's a good point. That's, yeah. that's, that's a cool way to think about it. Um, so we don't have body counts on this, on this uh, comedy series. So I got a question. Do you guys know the name of the actor that played Noah Vanderhoff? 
without oh. looking it up. Pretty, no, no he has a very nope. famous sibling. I know his last Super name, famous. but that's it. He's on Murray, <laughs> isn't he? He's Bill Murray's brother. Yeah, Scott got it. That's pretty yeah. close. Really? Yeah. yeah. Can Bill you Murray's name? Brother. Yeah. I have a follow up question. Can anyone name another very popular Christmas movie that he shows up in? Yeah. That this He's guy from this movie's in? Yeah. 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 National Lampoon. He's got a bigger yeah. mustache. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. That's in, cool. uh, he's in Caddyshack. He was in a ton of stuff, man. Uh, Brian Doyle Murray is. Uh, there it uh, is. Okay. Brian's, Brian uh, Doyle Murray. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Bill Murray's older brother. The fact that he's Bill Murray's brother, like yeah. you would have never known it. Was he, don't, they, don't they have like a, a, a golf club somewhere outside of Chicago? Uh, they had a, or a resort. They had a, rest, they had a restaurant. A restaurant. I don't know if it's, know if it's there anymore. A huge golfer. Uh, was who was in the movie business first? I'd assume Bill, Ooh. right? Yeah, sure. he was on SNL. Yeah, he was in SNL, and then I, I mean, Caddyshack's pretty old, and they were in that together. So mm-hmm. I think he had a bit part, but yeah, I, I, Caddy, I couldn't tell you exactly. Yeah, Caddyshack that was that was post SNL or during SNL yeah. for Murray, right? So yeah, uh, interesting. Good question. They could have done improv stuff together. Yeah, SNL. Yeah, it probably did. It um, would make sense. They're Similar yeah, in age. Sure. I'm sure they both got into business together. Good question. Mm-hmm. Nice. Cool. Um, some interesting facts, you guys. Wayne's World. So Wayne began life on a different series altogether. Hmm. It wasn't SNL. It was a uh, series that Mike Myers began working on when he was still a teenager in Canadian television uh, called City Limits. And later on, it was a it was on it's only rock and roll and a sketch. It was called Wayne's Power Minute. And then when Myers joined uh, SNL in 1989, he brought Wayne with him. So that's when Wayne World uh, came out. Nice. I didn't know that. So I also didn't know this other fact that uh, Wayne's World marked Chris Farley's movie debut. So that's the first time he ever shows up in a movie, uh, and where he makes a cameo as a security guard, like yeah, you guys were talking about. at the Alice Cooper concert. Yeah. And uh, he also appears in the sequel. He plays a different character named Milton. Mm-hmm. That's right, cool. Yeah. Other interesting fact is this film helped revive Rob Lowe's career because um, he had a scandal where he had a sex tape in 1988. Ooh. So he, he tried to reinvent himself as a comedic actor and the role continued to play, you know, dividends for him when he came out in uh, Austin Powers with uh, Mike Myers too. Yeah. So. And all the Tommy Boy and shit. Yeah, Tommy Boy, and also, you know, he came out. Uh, what was it, Parks and Rec? Right, later on, he came out. Yeah, too. yeah, definitely, and, definitely uh, did that. I, I gotta tell you guys, uh, supposedly in in nineteen eighty eight, when that Rob Lowe scandal came out, there were like some girls in my group of friends that supposedly knew the girls that were in that tape. Ooh, ah. TMZ! You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, like how many years later? <laughs> was it like but, a statutory situation? Yeah, yeah it was an underage yes. thing. Yeah, oh. it was an yeah. Underage, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I was like fresh out of high school, so I I had heard about it. You know, like oh, Rob Lowe, uh, you know, goes to some place and picks up these young girls and invites him over to his place and I'm like really and then later on is when i i heard about it on the news and i'm like oh man that rumor was true oh 
but it, it, it was like it was like you know like a secret but not a secret yeah it's a hush 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 yeah that he had nice. been doing this for a while wow well yeah did anyone think it was funny time. when that fucking Alice Cooper was singing about Frankenstein? <laughs> yeah, those lyrics. <laughs> the lyrics, lyrics are yeah. retarded, dude. I'm so sorry. Stupid, dude. <laughs> I was like, what? What's going on here? I was like, is this one of his songs? Because yeah. like, I don't get it. Uh, yeah, dude, he yeah. fucking put that on a record. What? Toured the country uh, singing that stupid shit. Wow. I'm hungry, but I don't want pizza. <laughs> that's <laughs> all, yeah, and that's one of the lyrics. And that's up. the real song. <laughs> Nah, man. Um, all right, other interesting facts. Uh, Wayne's World was only the second SNL movie to be made. Mm-hmm. So, Ooh. like, uh, after Saturday, you know, the Saturday Night Live sketch, the first movie was the Blues Brothers. Okay, right. Wayne's World, re- yeah, Wayne's World remains the most financially uh, successful SNL movie to date, earning more than 183 million. To date? To date. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. He has some stinkers after this one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, the other interesting fact that I thought was really funny was, um, he really was denied to play uh, Stairway to Heaven, like, they would not allow it. Led <laughs> no. Zeppelin would th- wouldn't let them use it in the movie. That scene always why? cracks me up, dude. Yeah. yeah, and the guy's like, Hey, whoa, and he points at the sign, No Stairway. This shit was funny, denied, <laughs> denied, yeah. Um, but yeah, he really got denied the rights, so they couldn't use it in the movie. Um, and then, yeah, like Kyle was saying, you know, the other interesting fact is it spawned a lot of like SNL skit movies after that, like uh, the Coneheads, yeah. uh, Stuart Saves His Family, It's Pat, uh, Night at the Roxbury, okay. um, Blues Brothers 2000, Superstar, The Ladies Man. I think The Ladies Man is funny, personally. Um, but yeah, a lot of those other well, ones were stinkers, dude. Oh. Yeah, I was going to ask. So out of all the SNL movies is this guy is this you guys' favorite snl movie or do you guys have a uh, i do uh, like the coneheads movie favorite. to be honest mm-hmm. i think that was pretty good too <laughs> night at the roxbury is funny too. yeah, that, yeah that's, that's pretty funny is really funny night at the roxbury yeah. is excellent my personal favorite is mcgruber i think mcgruber is my favorite Ooh. snl skit movie dude <laughs> um yeah mcgruber is <laughs> excellent hilarious when they but blew night up the all the fucking wrestlers on mcgruber because i thought they were going to be in the movie and they just oh, yeah, at the everybody. very beginning. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I think McGruber's my favorite, but Night at the Roxbury saw, has a special place in my heart. Yeah, I love man. it. I McGruber killed the killed the SNL movies, though, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it felt to it felt to earn back the the budget that was yeah. that was uh, set up for. Wow. Too bad. Well, I just don't wow. think it was that popular of a sketch on the show. Yeah, right. To merit, yeah, you wow. know. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. That's true. After- Did he ever rip throats out on the SNL sketches? No. It was pretty funny. Yeah, the SNL sketch was always just them like locked in a room trying to defuse a bomb or something, and just the hijinks in that room. Yeah, the movie was much more violent than the actual sketch ever was. But yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, all right. So that was it for Wayne's World One. Um, no, but no props for fucking that one with uh, Chris Farley, where they're on the Oregon Trail. Oh, I oh. don't know that one. Oh, that's uh, that's not, oh, not, but that's not an SNL skit movie. That's just yeah, uh, talking about. Yeah. Wagons East is it called? West, I think, or Wagons or something like West? that. It was the one he, yeah. the one he filmed when he died, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that one. That's a, that's a funny movie. That's not an SNL movie though. So yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not. Um, I mean, actors that have gone on to be successful from SNL, I think it's a different question than mm-hmm. you know movies yeah. based on skits on there. 
because because there's tons of, there's fucking I mean, Sandler, good, Sandler, <laughs> Bill Murray, Chris Rock, Dan Aykroyd, Chris Rock, yeah. Eddie Murphy, tons of people, man. Yeah, Will Ferrell, yeah, Will Ferrell, yeah. Um, Frank the Tank, <laughs> Frank the Tank, <laughs> for sure. But um, yeah, Wayne's World too. Who wants to do a thirty second challenge? Let's spin the wheel. Spin the wheel to find out. You guys oh, want to spin the wheel again? No. Oh, <laughs> oh, <geez. That's> <laughs> oh. Take my name out. Take my name out. <laughs> once you do it no. once, take it out. No. Oh. This guy was like, no, are you serious? I can't get my <laughs> name removed. <laughs> yeah. All right. You know what? Oscar, I'm going to take your name off because you did. There we go. Did oh, it's someone else they right. hate. Come on now. Yeah, that might, so, that's probably that's probably now fair. it's got a it's 25 chance. <laughs> yeah, that does make sense. It doesn't make all sense. Right. It does. Yeah, it does. Oh, it does. Okay, okay. That's I just fair. don't want right. to do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> you want that? You want me to hold up the cue cards for you, Sky? I'll give exactly. you some. <laughs> do it. Do it. All right. Here we go. We'll see. It's probably gonna end up falling on me, to be honest. And I'm gonna could, yeah. Shit up. So here we go. Spinning the wheel. Okay. Oh, my color, my color was red. I, I knew it was gonna happen. Had <laughs> a winner. It was fate. It was oh, fate. nice. Well, I uh, got, I got the clock. Can you see the clock? Yeah. Right. It's like unfortunately I can. <laughs> unfortunately I can. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Thirty second challenge coming to Special K. Ready? Three, two, one. All right, Wayne's World 2, they moved their uh, show out of the basement of his mom's house to an abandoned doll factory. Um, Wayne tries to figure out what he, what he wants to do with his life. He's visited by Jim Morrison in a dream that tells him he should throw like a Woodstock concert. Uh, this sleazy record producer tries to steal his girlfriend from him, and then he ends up throwing this kick-ass concert, and Aerosmith shows up at the end, and uh, everything works out for him. The end. Wow. There. Party on. Two Party seconds of spare, yo. Yeah, that's no, I good. Cut, I cut Damn. a lot out. That's, that's the meat of it. <laughs> nice. That I forgot really to good, mention, man. I love the way that the fucking TV station ruined the intro music for Wayne's World. Oh, oh yeah, the like, first in the one. first part. So fucking uh, generic, too. Yeah, and they're looking, they're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and they have, like, the, the special announcer. Yeah. Uh-huh. Announcing that, it's really funny, yeah. Mr. Coco. <laughs> yeah. Remind me of that guy. Oh yeah, you know what I forgot to mention too is one of the favorite lines from that scene is when Noah Vanderhoff's wife goes up to the cameraman and mm. she's like, um, "Hey, do I scare you?" And she's like, "No." And he's like, "Do you want me to?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is this a game? What is this? I was like, what is this? Right in front what of your going? fucking husband, man. Yeah, dude. He so must have owned one man. of them books too from Rob. <laughs> 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 so um how much time do you guys think passed between the first movie and the second movie and do you think it's explained in the movie it's not explained i don't think i, I think the movies are yeah. a year apart or a year and a half apart from release but um yeah i don't think it's explicitly stated in the movie is it i, I think was. it is maybe i missed yeah. it it was like right at the beginning when he's right like going the up the elevator and he's like mm-hmm. looking up at the camera does he say like a year yeah this last he just kind of says this last year has been crazy. 
this hmm, last yeah. okay yeah so i don't think it's yeah okay i guess you can kind of assume then yeah i did i i always thought that it didn't really get depicted as well i guess in the film that's mm-hmm. one of the things i picked up in the second film like to show like the change of time but like like um kyle was saying you know in his awesome you know 30 second challenge that uh they moved to the doll factory was it Mm-hmm. That word? The Acme, the Acme Doll Factory. Yeah. Acme. There you go. In downtown Aurora. Aurora. And they happen to have a, a Batman pole. Yeah, that's pretty true. Cool. That's true. They did have like the Batman <laughs> themed. But the, the sculpture thing where he pushes his head down, hit the button, and the bookshelf yeah. opens. Yeah. Shakespeare, the Shakespeare, the Shakespeare uh, bust. Yeah. 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 Similar to Revenge of the Nerds, we have another bad guy in this one who's kind of similar to the bad guy in the first one. Yeah. So, what do you guys think about Christopher Walken as the bad guy? In this one. He's Christopher Walken. What can you say? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he did. Yeah, it's fine. He 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 wasn't really funny. He didn't have like any funny moments. Him chasing them. That was. I mean, he that wasn't funny. But that wasn't even he funny did. though. But that was what where they ran to was funny. But right, um, right. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't really have any. Which is which he does have some comedic chops. I mean, he does have other movies he's funny in. He's obviously was hilarious on SNL numerous times. Um, one of the, I think the one of the funniest skits on SNL history is The Continental. I don't know if you guys remember that or not, where he plays like the, the pervy dude and the cameraman has a glove on and follows him around. And he's like behind a double mirror. And so it's hilarious. Look it up, YouTube it. Um, so, so he <laughs> it has, sounds funny. Yeah, he has chops and he has comedic chops. In this movie, though, he's not really given the opportunity <laughs> to do it, so... I think he has a really funny moment in the movie um, really? when he's what dancing with Cassandra. When he's dancing with Cassandra oh, on the floor, okay, okay and yeah, then yeah. he kind of points at Wayne. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> and she's like grinding on him, and he just like That's looks at true. him like. <laughs> and Wayne kind of like <laughs> points back like he's pissed. But... Oh my gosh! Yeah, and I, ha- I have to say that like in comparison to the two villains, I think Benjamin plays a better villain. I think mm. I was let down by. Christopher Walken being the villain uh not because it was Christopher Walken but he just one I thought it would have been it would have been cool if he was funnier in the movie um but he was just more of kind of like don't waste my time kind of thing whereas Benjamin he was a lot Mm. more he was scheming most of the time and like you you kind of fell you know Wayne and Garth fell for that whereas here it's like he didn't even want them like in the area. He's like, "What are you doing here?" He's like, "It's like, he's like, what you got to do it in the Christopher Walken." Didn't want to be bothered oh, with them. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Like, you know, what are you guys doing here? <laughs> 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 yes. You know, you come around. I'm trying to do a deal for Cassandra. You guys are wasting my time. You know, go over there and just sit down and shut up. <laughs> Well Excellent. done. That's awesome, yeah, Oscar. That is a great walking. Yeah. Do the fucking cowbell. <laughs> oh, that would be funny. Yeah. More Can cowbell. You no, Can guys, I think what you need is you need more cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Excellent. Perfect. Yeah, that's great. Oh, that oh dude. Great. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I so mean, he was yeah. he, to me. He was disappointed in this movie, in the sense of like knowing like what I've I've seen a lot of Christopher Walken videos mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You know, yeah, I mean, dude, he basically he's, he basically he's tries to he steals Cassandra and tries to marry her, dude. Pretty much, <laughs> he's like, girl, I'm a gr- I'm a green card, you. I'm, I'm gonna give you a green card. <laughs> so, yeah, doesn't know? that kind of show though? Because in the first one, Rob Lowe, I mean, he's like this executive, but he's kind of like a local TV guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not really. Yeah. A, 
Right, it's Christopher Walken's character here. He's like this like big shot Hollywood. Big, yeah. So yeah. it's kind of like the second one, and it's just higher tier bad guy, I guess. But I hear what you're saying. Is yeah. Cassandra being threatened with deportation? Uh, uh, the what, she she yes. does mention it at one point. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. When Mike, when, oh, Mike. Yeah, when, well, Mike Myers. Yeah. When uh, Wayne is just like, hey, what's going on with you and, uh, and, uh, Bo- is it Bobby? Is that his name? Bobby? Yeah. Bobby. Yeah. He's like, what's going on with you and Bobby? And then she explains something about, like, if I do something wrong, like, you know, I could, I have, probably have to go back to Hong Kong or something like that. So mm-hmm. she does make a reference that she could be threatened and, like, being deported. Yeah, I get the album yeah. does album doesn't do well. She could lose something her, like that. Yeah, something yeah. Like her that. visa. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Huh. So is that that's kind of leads into the next question. How different is Wayne and Cassandra's relationship, you guys think, in the second one compared to the first one? Hmm. Well, this one's a lot more lovey dovey because they're a lot more like solidified now. Like he explains that in the beginning of the movie. He's like, you know, hey, my girlfriend Cassandra, you know, he's like, he's he's really excited about it and then like when they meet they're always like kissing each other and holding you know hugging each other and stuff like that you know but once again he kind of goes back into like the jealousy trap and that ends up being a little bit more of a kind of a problem for for wayne you know but then you have mr wong cassandra's father comes into the picture which is like a hilarious scene james hong yeah i think i think it's it i mean it's it's a little bit more of an advancement you know and obviously as you get to the end of the movie you kind of see what happens there but yeah, it's it's uh it's just a progression. That's like a steady progression. You know, what are the odds that James Hong is gonna appear in the sequel of every film we discuss? Like <laughs> he showed up in Revenge of the Nerds Part Two, and this one he shows up in uh, Wayne's World Part Two as the father. So. We should keep this going. We should keep that. <laughs> That's true. That should be like that the game. That could be the series. Movies. That could be the series. Dude, that could be the series. James Hong and I, he was also in Blade Runner when we talked about Blade Runner. That's true. That's true. <laughs> ah. Dude's been in a ton of stuff, but his um really what's really interesting the it's hilarious to me and watching it again like i hadn't seen part two in a long time mm-hmm. and that's one of the funniest scenes to me is when him and wayne start having their exchange and then they go into like overdub mode like from the oh. old martial arts films <laughs> yeah and that shit just had me laughing dude i was like oh man i forgot this part and i was just yeah. laughing and it's it's interesting because back in the seventies, James Hong asked you to used to do the overdubs for some of those like martial arts films. Wow. Like he would do the English speaking parts. Yeah. So that guy's been. Is that that forever. old Asian guy? Yeah. Yeah, it's because in that father. fucking movie I was telling you about, uh, totally awesome with Tracy Morgan and Mikey Day. Oh right, right. He shows up in that. Now you have to watch it. Now we got to cover it. We got to add it to the yeah. list. We'll do it. The list. The list. We'll we'll cover it. Oh, that's so funny. But yeah, I think I, I agree with you, Oscar, as far as the relationship. They're definitely, um, they're, they are solidified, but he does fall back into that, you know, jealousy. And again, it's because of the producer, just like the first film, yeah. which is kind of like the uh, the crux of comedy sequels. Uh, I think Kyle mentioned that before. Yeah, I could that, see that. Uh, yeah. The same formula kind of gets used to an extent. Yeah. yeah. Hard to do. I mean, the, the sequels are hard to do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Man. Well, and you yeah, may as well follow the same formula that worked the first time, right? Yeah, yeah, but I will have to. I will have to say that to me, this is a way funnier movie. To me, this is a way funnier movie than Part One. Way funnier. Oh, way ooh, funnier. Nice. You think it was it was better thought out? To me, I think what I loved about this movie was the fact that like 
I think there was a balance mm -hmm. in, in the universe of Wayne's World, meaning where like Garth deals the scenes like part one. And I think Mike Myers, I think they wrote his character to be way more comfortable. Like to me, he he's the one who steals the scenes, like with the fight with Mr. Wong. And then like, um, I forgot what else. Oh, the leprechaun scene when he's in Wayne's World <laughs> in the oh show. Gosh. Yeah. yeah. And it scares and the, the shit out of Garth. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Then, uh, the YMCA scene when he's yeah, on the that's hilarious. Pole. He's got the long mustache on him. <laughs> uh, yeah. The the scene. way before uh, that, that other movie that he did, uh, that Mike Myers did. What was it? The, the Love, Love Guru. Guru. Okay. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. 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 That sucked. People hated that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Then you had like the YMCA scene with Indian with the Indian chief and like the rest of the crew. <laughs> Garth, Garth was there too, but I mean like. Wayne just looked funnier the whole, and he looked like yeah, he enjoyed he himself. And then the real smart uh, short scene with uh, Charlton Heston, really funny. Oh my gosh, that was funny. It was that funny. Was when so I saw good. It yeah, and then the church scene at the end with, like, <laughs> when they like, start mouthing the son of a yeah. bitch line. Oh my gosh, <laughs> to me, like to me, it was like when I when I was done with part two, I was like, okay, I feel like there's a balance between these two characters. Like I think they noticed that in part one, and they gave mm. a little bit more of a, they they stretched Wayne's character. To, to basically kind of for Mike Myers to kind of express himself a little bit more. I felt like Wayne, uh, Mike Myers was not as comfortable or maybe he was just too reserved in the first part. And I think Dana Carvey really uh, shined in the first one here. I feel like Dana Carvey was still funny, but he took a little bit more of a backseat uh, and was a little bit more of a supporting role. And then Wayne, uh, you know, Mike Myers shined in, in the second part. You yeah. know that it's it's interesting that you got the takeaway. Maybe I'm jumping my head here. Caesar, I don't know if this is part of your your facts or whatever information for this. But in the first one, Mike Myers and the director in the first one did not like each other. In fact, they fought. Um, and Mike Myers, I guess, would like storm off the set. Um, and they had like major conflicts. And Mike Myers actually blocked the director from the first movie from directing the second one. Wow. So, yeah, so Mike Myers mm -hmm. definitely pulled some strings. It was throwing his weight around for the second one. So that might be why you feel like there's more of a balance. Yeah because he got probably to call more shots and got more say in what actually ended up happening. I don't even think Mike Myers was necessarily happy with the cut of the first one um, mm -hmm. like at all. So, Interesting. Yeah. yeah I so, mean, yeah, yeah. you might pick up on that. I got yeah. something on the same grounds. Like, how come I got the feeling like Mike Myers isn't around anymore because he raped a bull? Oh, what? 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 I don't know about that. <laughs> why am I thinking that? I don't, I don't know. know why you're thinking Scissor that. Space. I mean, he's like fifty-seven what? years old now, so Dude, I don't know isn't he involved in one in like the cancel culture? Type? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I don't he know. Just, it just no, had a commercial on, on the Super Bowl, right? Him and yeah, yeah the Wage World. Wage World. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Cardi B. No, yeah. no, he. I think they did. He did the Love Guru, and it was very not well received, like you had said. Yeah. yeah. Um, he had like a bit part in Inglorious Bastards. I don't know if you guys remember that or not. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like a British intelligence officer. Mm. Um, other than that, though, I mean, I, I just think he had kind of a run of stinkers, and I just don't think anybody wanted to mess with him. I mean, I don't. Again, and yeah. it sounds like he might be kind of tough to work with if he's kind of demanding. I mean, he's just he's a hilarious dude. Mm -hmm. um, I, I I think that like with Oscar say, I think the second one um, was executed a little bit better. I think. Um, and I, I, I see so many parallels between especially the second one and like the awesome power series. You can Ooh, just see Mike yeah, Myers, like his writing yeah. and just like his, his, his looks, at the camera, some of the cuts they do, just so, some point. of the jokes, like there's so many parallels. There's so many just where it's mm -hmm. like foreshadowing Austin powers. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah. I, yeah. 
So he had much more of an input. Yeah, I I believe so. That's what I read. Yeah, because even in uh, you you get those glimpses, and it's like it's funny because it's more it's not story based foreshadowing, but like foreshadowing in his career. Right. Like you get the glimpses right. of he he always wanted to make a parody film of like spy movies. Like in the first movie, we didn't mention, but like there's a scene where he opens up the door inside of Makita's and there's a bunch of ninjas in there training and stuff. Yep. That's yep. right. And he's uh, that's actually kind of similar to my man, my man Flint. Have you guys ever seen that old spy movie? It's kind of mm-hmm. similar to how that starts off where they're training at the beginning. Uh, it's an old school, like kind of James Bond knockoff film. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Okay. And then James, in, in the, James Corbin. Yep. Yep. James Coburn. Yeah. Cool. And uh, yeah. and then the second one, um, he has that scene with Cassandra where he's like, "Oh, I've fallen over. Oh, I've fallen over again." Oh, that's right. And he he does oh, that same bit in in Austin Powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. he does it in the plane. So good observation. It's like yeah, definitely like you could see it was coming. Um, that's uh. What I was going to ask you guys, like you guys did mention the balance. What do you guys think about Garth's relationship with Kim Basinger in the film? Oh, I thought it was hilarious. hilarious. That yeah, was, I it was great. That too. was my favorite. I think the funniest scene of the movie is when she talks about killing her husband. He's like, what, what are you talking about? And then he's like, he's a dead man. And he walks out holding the pistol. Yeah. It, was so, it was so funny, man. It's almost as if like she persuaded him. And then like once he finally got out, he's like, well, what am I doing? Yeah, exactly. you know, like, oh, that was yeah. so well done. That was beautiful. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was awesome. I told totally, yeah, totally you. Honey Hornet. It's French. <laughs> it's French. <laughs> it's French. <laughs> oh, Miss yeah, I thought that was great. I thought that was great. That was a great scene. The tiny yeah. the laundromat. Oh man, yeah. that was that was good. Yeah. It's funny when when uh, like you see them like both like when you see garth reaching for it and then like their thumbs are coming close and then they pull apart i was hoping that like she would hold on to it and then let it go so it would snap on his hand and then he'd be like kind of like surprised by it i was like oh they missed an opportunity there at least that's what i thought would have been funny to do oh yeah that was that was funny man um what'd you think scott about that i didn't watch this one (laughs) okay he was in that movie which one (laughs) in the movie called that's all I'll say. That, that sounds like an appropriate Scott comment. He could have said cool world or something. <laughs> no, man. She was in LA cool Confidential, world. remember, guys? That's right. She was in LA Confidential. Yeah. yeah. She was in Eight Mile. Oh, uh, that's funny. Oh, yeah, Eight that's Mile. Funny. Oh, oh my spaghetti, God. Spaghetti, spaghetti. Oh, the mom. Yeah. And spaghetti. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. Mike Myers has been sued a lot. Has he? Uh, Universal for five million. Imagine Entertainment thirty million. All right, this sounds like a post breach of of contract. A post review section. We're gonna have to talk about that. Um, but yeah, I like uh, Kyle was saying that shit had me dying, dude. And because I honestly hadn't seen this movie in like years, Mm -hmm. and I forgot about that whole relationship between uh, Garth and Kim Basinger, and like. Yeah, how you guys are saying? Yeah, but this is just my husband, and he's like, "What? You got?" He's like, <laughs> "Like you <Yeah>. married?" <laughs> and it was like what? the day after. Like, uh, is it the day after, or is it a different date? But like, when she brings him over, and you know, like he falls on the floor, and then she picks him up and carries him to the bedroom. That shit cracked right. me up too. Yeah. When he cracks his head. If you watch the, he actually hits yes. his head on the corner, and the drywall actually breaks. breaks. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if that was real or not, dude, but if holy oh, shit. Man. Yeah. That's yeah. so funny. 
that shit. Like when happen. I like that in the first interaction where like they're in the laundromat, and then uh, he's like, he's like, you know, I'm now like Sans' parents. So I'm like doing my laundry and stuff. <laughs> like I could go out, I can go out and watch a movie on a school night like that. <laughs> it was like so funny. That was like, hilarious. He's trying to explain that like he's an adult now, and he's like trying to impress her by saying like he can go out a movie on a school night. <laughs> yeah. So She's so calm and collective and obviously like taking advantage of him. <laughs> yeah, dude. She's like, give my cigarettes from the person. That's when like, yeah, he grabs the purse and gets the gun. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That shit's funny. And he's like, he just drops it in books. <laughs> he's like, I'm out of here. Peace. Um, that movie What's though, that? the second movie. Go ahead, Scott. Was that O'Neill in this one? It looked like they said. Yeah. Was he? Uh, yeah, he, he showed up again. Good. Same thing. Uh, he had a line. Uh, he had. A, I'd have to look it up, but he had a he had a quote in there, and again, he got. Uh, that's Wayne pulled the away, pulled the camera away from him again. Yeah. That's the so, one where he's like, "Why do all these voices keep coming to me to get killed or something like that?" Yeah, yeah, he <laughs> says something like that. And like, oh, oh, okay. And then they just like cut to the next scene or something. Yeah, um, a little more over the top this time around. It's along the same line. It's still dark in my opinion. <laughs> you know. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> What's a what are you guys' favorite cameo in this one? Because there's a lot oh, of cameos in the second yeah. one. Huh. I'll, I'm gonna go first. I'll, I'm a big fan of the Charlton Heston. I mentioned it earlier, but Charlton Heston cameo, and then actually the the Drew Barrymore cameo. I thought that was a really yeah. funny interaction with between uh, Wayne and and Drew Barrymore because they're like talking like what are they talking like Swedish or something like that. So he's uh, naming a bunch of Swedish towns. Bjergen, yeah. Bjergen, <laughs> Bjergen, Kurgen near the yeah. county, but yeah. yeah, that's a funny, really funny scene between them. Yeah. Apparently, nice. Bob Odenkirk's in the crowd of one of the concerts. He is. He is. In yeah, the him, and Robert Sme- him and Robert Smeagol have like just a quick bit part. Is it at worth anything? Is it good or no? I mean, it's. They're it, fu- I mean, I guess they're, fu- uh, they're like nerds, like concert. Like yeah. Concert so nerds. basically, they walk up and it's like, yeah. Uh, they, he's like, um, aren't you guys the like Wayne's World guys that have the show at night? But uh, Bob Odenkirk, I think, says to him. <laughs> So they're kind of like looking at them like mirrors of themselves. So we're like, okay, I guess we're nerds now too because we can't go backstage because yeah. they get locked out. And uh, hey, we're supposed to be in there. My girlfriend's in there, and that's when the line comes in. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of his girlfriends. In Which there. is a hilarious. That's a hilarious line. And Chris Farley says it later. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, Christopher Walken goes. There's a lot of guys' girlfriends in there. <laughs> yeah. Which is like just yeah. a great line. It's just yeah. such a good it's a nice line. way that it comes like full circle. Yeah. There's, I mean, I think, yeah, I think seeing Chris Farley in the second one, seeing Chris Farley mm-hmm. in the second one as a different character, that was cool. I mean, he didn't have that many things that he did in his life. Um, he was in, you know, a few movies, but you wish you would have seen him more. So it's cool that these were like his first like movies, mm-hmm. which was cool. Um, and then Aerosmith yeah, being that in was, was pretty that awesome. Was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this the one where Chris Farley screams and the smoke comes out of his ears or some shit? No, that's um, Black Sheep. Oh, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, he's like he's trying to be part of like the the stage crew. Like, remember they try to they run drills on like how to pick up the microphone and like oh, throwing oh, drills. drills. Yeah, yeah there's like yeah. tennis balls at him, and then like yeah. Mike Myers, like he like goes up to Chris Farley because he's like he goes, oh, I, I can't get up, and, and then like Mike Myers like yells at him and stuff. And like, <laughs> get, yeah, he's getting shot and shot, and he's like, ah, he's just yelling. Yeah, he can't, can't just, yeah Mike Myers like yells at him like a drill instructor. He's like doing here why do you stay or whatever and then he's probably goes i got no other place to go yeah that's from yeah. officer and gentleman oh yeah. that's so i didn't know that was a reference yeah, that's yeah it's richard gear 
Oh my that's God. what I'm saying. Um, these both these movies they have there's so some references that like you yeah, had to like wow. be plugged in at that time frame okay, to understand okay. everything. Otherwise, some of it I can like I didn't know that was from a movie. Was, I thought it was funny as hell yeah. that he did it. I didn't know till just now that was yeah. actually that's cool. Well, no, that's yeah. good to know. Uh I would have to add another one. Uh Kevin Pollock. It's the scene where they're trying to get oh, the permit. Oh, yeah, I was going to say that. And yeah. like the weird eye. <laughs> the, the weird eye. eye. Uh, yeah. He's albino eyed or only or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And yeah, I, I love yeah. that scene because it, Kevin Pollack doesn't necessarily make it funny, in my opinion. It's what happens after they see the eye. And like they, they go with these really cheesy lines. And then like I think um, I think Kevin Pollack's character is like, oh, you like want to make a concert here? Like you like this band or whatever? He's like, yeah, like I give my right eye for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, what, and then Garth is like, yeah, I'll take care of those of those of that paperwork. I have a really good eye for details. <laughs> he has no idea. I, I was cross, like, yeah, I cross kept the, yeah, cross no, the T's and dot the little lowercase J's. <laughs> yeah, J's. it took like five <laughs> seconds to answer, but he's like, uh, dot the J's. Yeah, I was like, like, my fingers J, were crossed the entire J's. time. I was like, please keep going with this. Please keep going with this. Yeah, it was a really fun. It was a really yeah. funny scene. I mean, there's dude. There was a. Go ahead. Uh, so doesn't he do that kind of again speaking back to awesome powers kind of parallels doesn't yeah. he do that later with the mole or something like that the right? maybe thing, a couple yeah. different times but with the, yeah 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 he does that um anyway. that's kind of yeah it's definitely his flavor because in the first austin powers he says something like uh no need to lose one's head over it after a guy lost his head or something <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. like one of the henchmen or something like that so he he, he does those kind of jokes for sure yeah um i mean harry Shear was in there he was a uh, handsome dan <laughs> oh the radio station the, the guy they were hyping up yeah. Uh, yeah but he also he's famous from the simpsons he does tons of voices on the simpsons oh wow that's um, cool. i didn't know that and then um you know ted mcginley dude from revenge of the nerds is in there he's mr scream oh yeah <laughs> yep. Yep. oh at the Darcy. radio station yeah yeah, yeah. The handsome dan's an ugly motherfucker dude <laughs> they're like like, looking at him he's like he's got to get ton of chicks right and then they meet him and they're like this guy (laughs) that's a funny scene too where they're like talking about it he's like "Uh uh-huh yeah and he's like completely distracted the radio host is completely distracted he's not you're not listening to me at all it's like "Uh uh-huh yeah um jay leno's in it heather locklear oh heather locklear rip taylor which I think produces one of the funniest, one of the funniest one-liners from Garth, and it's like, oh my God, that's Heather Locklear, and then I, they make some sort of religious reference, and then he's like, Heather be thy name or something. Yeah, like that. he says that. Yeah. <laughs> it's stupid shit. Does man. Rip Taylor get hit by a car? <laughs> no, no, he just um, get hit by a it's car. So fucking annoying, dude. <laughs> Who is wow. it? Uh, Rip Taylor, guy, the guy with the bucket and the confetti. Yeah, oh. he just shows he's the first like celebrity to show up. That's right, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that that's a whole thing too, like in the plot where you know Wayne's trying to look bigger than he is to Bobby at a recording session for uh, Cassandra. Mm-hmm. And he talks about they're gonna do a concert, and then Bobby's like, Well, yeah, who's gonna be there? And then he's like looking around, uh Aerosmith, because he sees a like uh, album of Aerosmith or something. <laughs> and then he's right, like, yeah. and Pro Jam as he sees a CD, and then he's like, uh Rip Taylor, because there's a TV on and Rip Taylor's on the TV or some shit. So he just starts saying stuff. Yeah. And then Bobby's like, oh, yeah, who else? <laughs> like, he's like, uh, he just keeps... Van Halen. <laughs> yeah. And then Garth's like, what? Van Halen? <laughs> who else is going to be there? Doesn't he say, like, a guy 
making a canoe and there's like an old man making oh, a canoe yeah, yeah, yeah. Really like, random. like 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 little stuff like that like it's fun it gets it's funny i guess it's, but it's so mike it's so it's just such a mike myers yeah. writing thing you that's just, a good point yeah like you just could yeah. you could tell that it's him you know what i mean yeah um my favorite cameo is probably tim meadows he shows up uh, with Jim Morrison. Oh, Sammy Davis Jr. Dreams. As, as Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah, that oh shit's funny because he's just talking like Sammy Davis. He's like, yeah. yeah. So these cats were doing this, and I was just like dying, dude. Oh my gosh, that is really. Funny. And then when he walks away, you could tell it's Tim Meadows because Sammy's like a real. He was a small guy, you know, and then Tim Meadows is kind of bigger, so you see him walking away. And I'm like, That's not <laughs> he does have like that little, like, like sway in his step and stuff. Yeah. Um. Do you guys think the concert idea went like too far away from the main theme of being like Wayne's World show? Mm. Well, that's a good question. It had SNL uh, movie yeah. written all over it. Yeah, man. I guess it mm. showed natural progression. You're trying to, in the first one, he's trying to like, he wants to get paid to do Wayne's World. That's like the whole mm-hmm. thing. The second one, he's trying to figure out what to do with his life. So they got to go bigger and better than the first. That's the, the curse of the sequel. You got to go yeah. bigger and better than the first mm-hmm. one. So agree. Because doesn't it, in the first movie is where he starts out saying that he could do that for the rest of his life, just Wayne's World for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. If he yeah. could get paid to do yeah. it, yeah, he would do it for the rest yeah, of his life. True, yeah. So I mean, yeah. he he's already doing it, but you still have to take that extra step, you know. Just well, I mean, that's that's what the dream is about. Like he's being challenged by Jim Morrison, you know, because he tells him at the end of the season, <laughs> the why, dream. why did I have to go through this? <laughs> and he like explains like, oh, you know, like. No matter what you do, Cassandra will still love you. It's like that's like kind of the overall message of this. And then he tries to explain it differently. He goes, No, I think the way I said it was better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Jim Morrison guy, the guy who plays Jim Morrison, was like really funny to me. Yeah. If you book them, they'll come. Yeah. Something like that. So they totally yeah. stole from Field of Dreams. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's the other thing too. Like, there's I wonder, can we name all the references to other movies that were really popular? Oh, man. I don't oh, know. man. Oh, there's, there's Jurassic was the Jurassic Park yeah. one? Was that in the second yeah. one? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was, like, that was, was that just a clip? Was, was that just, they just lift the clip from Jurassic Park for this movie, right? I mean, that was like the exact. Pretty much. The, the Tyrannosaurus yeah. Rex was the, I mean, it looked like it was, I don't know how they, they must have paid for the rights for that. No, but. I think I think that was their own. Make. It, it didn't look like the same, in my opinion. I mean, who knows? But it it looked a little bit different. Um, but mm-hmm. I mean, they did like the whole thing where like the water is kind of like rippling, yeah. you know, because of the, the the vibrations of the ground. Because they're trying to find the mm-hmm. park, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was funny. just wondering if anyone else got any other like references to any other movies. But yeah, I only I only picked up two. So that um, ah, there's another one. I can't. Well, there's another one from. Is it the What's that movie? I know Raul would know it with Dustin Hoffman. Uh, oh, Mrs. The, Robinson, The Graduate. Mrs. Robinson, The Graduate. That's oh. that's a big one in there. Yeah, the Graduate scene where they're at yeah. the church and he's banging on the glass and they leave on the <laughs> exactly. bus. Exactly. Yep. Yep. So that's that's totally from The Graduate. Yeah, because okay. it's like yeah, the, um, they're getting married at the first Presbyterian church and he goes <laughs> and he to the second there. Presbyterian. <laughs> that was so stupid, dude. Oh my I was like, gosh. That's some yeah. dumb shit. That's yeah. like some parody movie shit right there. Yeah, I was just gonna say this this movie. I don't know where it is on like the the timeline of other parody movies, but I mean, this obviously came with like scary movie and those kind of parody movies. So mm-hmm. I wonder if it's kind of like led the way for those in a way. You know, you have like movies like Airplane and Police Academy that are like slapstick funny, but those aren't like direct parodies of another movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Not that I, can remember, I think it definitely so. could be. It could be something that a lot. I mean, the best way to do jokes in those films are some of the best ones in wayne's world too like they they do them really well uh i mean not like 
obviously you do them too much over and over and it just kind of they start stinking after a while mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. like that whole well, yeah, after air- is really fun after <laughs> airplane three you're like kind of get sick of it after you know after three movies of the same stuff yeah was there an airplane three i think there was <laughs> i don't know but um i'm not sure about that yeah do you guys think dell was like a throwaway character the dell preston guy the, the, the roadie oh, in london the london seems funny too because they're like you know they they said this looks like they didn't have enough money in the budget and then like they, they just got stunt doubles yeah like, like oh that's right yeah that's yeah it was right. very it's very meta it's very like there's parts in both movies that are very like because the plane Very is like the model. This, this is a movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, it was it was an interesting character because he had that whole shtick about saying the same story over and over again. And uh, like Ozzie? at one point, it was about Ozzy, right? M&M's yes, yeah, like the Eminem M&M story. And like at that point, like Wayne and Garth know, and they kind of repeat. They already know how to like what the next part of the story is and stuff. And then all of a sudden, he just becomes like that part where he's like explaining. Uh, like the stage setup, the goes, you know, <laughs> left and right, we're gonna have like these, and then he like pulls out these like machine, like these guys yeah. that like have machine guns. He goes, these get really hot really quick, so just be aware of that. It's just, it's like, uh, and then all of a sudden, God is like, when did you become a nut job? You know, it's just, it's just so funny. <laughs> like, what's going on with this character? Yeah, I have no idea why they wrote him in. I think it was just to kind of, I don't know, progress the plot somehow. But it was just kind of weird at this at the same time. Yeah, I thought that too. It, it seemed like, um, I don't know if that was like it was meant to be another character for people to focus on to laugh at that kind of comedy i guess yeah. but it, i don't think it worked that well in the second no film yeah it wasn't character. executed that well yeah because it seemed like he played he was going to play a really important part yeah but then i feel like it just maybe the way when the final edit came to just it didn't turn out that way you know like yeah by the end of it they're like we know we made a mistake and we're like we're just going to live with it at this point you know mm. yeah so do you guys have like a favorite scene or funniest scene in the second one? I'd give my right eye uh, the one. for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The officer, Roar office is pretty good. The one with, with Kim Basinger and he's like trying to, she's trying to convince him to kill her husband. I think that is like, that is, that is the funniest out of either movie is that one scene. I love that scene. <laughs> awesome. It's so funny. I'd have to go the fight scene between Wayne oh, and Mr. Wong. Fighting, I, yeah. I died laughing watching that movie because there's so many things that happen. It's like the dub, then like the sword fight when like uh, when Mike Myers, like he's like whipping the sword around and, and then it pans down to his pants and his, all his pants are cut because like he was just whipping mm-hmm. the sword around too much. So I'd have to say it's that scene entirely. There's just a lot of stuff that was happening there. Yeah, he answers the phone twice oh, during that right. fight scene. Oh, I got <laughs> call forwarding. Yeah. It's like all <laughs> quick cuts and stuff. Yeah, yeah, very, very funny. so funny, dude. Um, yeah, I think I gotta go with the same scene, Kyle, with the gun and the marrying the husband. That should just have oh, me dead. It's, oh, it's so good. <laughs> <was just> so because <laughs> he's just coming out of nowhere, you know. Yeah. Um, Dana Carvey played that so perfect. It was just so good. Nice. And she's trying to convince. Yeah, the way then she's trying to convince him. He's like, yeah, he's a dead man. <laughs> yeah, he's a dead. He's a dead man. <laughs> because and he walks out home gun. He's like, what am I? Yeah. And she's like, got her head in between his legs. And then yeah. he's like walking out the house. He grabs the gun by the hand, like just drops it in the bushes. He's yeah. like, what am I doing? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I think that's a really funny one too. Um, what are, I guess my, one of my last questions is going to be, did you guys feel like it was forced, the sequel? Does it feel forced at all? Like, Maybe not forced, but uh, definitely expected. Hmm. 
I don't, I don't think it was forced. I mean, knowing now, like what Kyle mentioned about like the kind of the problems that were happening in part one between Mike Myers and the director, you can kind of, I feel like this movie, uh, I think Mike Myers redeemed himself like by, you know, <laughs> making sure certain people were in this movie and certain people were not in this movie. And I think it, to me, I think it, it really speaks to kind of like the fact that Mike Myers felt a lot more comfortable who was directing and who was a part of this movie. And I feel like, um, I don't feel like it's forced. I feel like it actually like it makes it makes the two movies just that much better to, you know, as a as a part one and part two. So um, I don't think it was forced. I, I, I agree with uh, Raul. Though. I think it is expected. I think with the success of the first one, you know, what else can you how else could you expand? And like I said, yeah. I really love the way that Mike uh, Wayne's uh, character was stretched a bit more. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think the, I don't think it was forced. I like the execution of this one. I know when we talked yeah. about Revenge of the Nerds, I was very critical of the sequel to that one. I don't, I didn't, I didn't feel like this was a money grab. I don't, I don't feel like, I feel like they tried mm-hmm. to make this for the right reasons. I think you can kind of tell like this was Mike Myers. I don't want to say his baby because I'm sure he had other things in the works too, but you can tell like, I think he had more jokes. He had more things he wanted to do with these yeah. characters. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think he just needed another movie to do. I think they executed it well. I won't say that it's funnier than the first one. I think the first one was pretty darn funny, but oh, okay. I'm not mad at this one though. Like this isn't a sequel that I'd, I'd necessarily trash. I think this is one. Mm. Of, we talked before about name a comedy sequel that you would recommend. I would yeah. recommend this one to somebody. Not necessarily over the first, but I definitely would say it's definitely mm. worth a watch. I mean, I like. Okay. I enjoyed the second one. Nice. Okay. Nice. Cool. Yeah, I would have to agree. You know, if you're going to recommend like Wayne's World, the first one. You would almost automatically have to go. Well, if you see the first one, you kind of sort of have to see the second one, yeah. and and not necessarily because it, it it's better or it's funny, but it's just like a natural transition. It it, it it just you have to see it because it's what happens next. That's it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, um, I have to say, after watching the first Batman, when I saw Kim Basinger getting nailed in the stairway on the movie. Yo, like, just raw dog. I couldn't. Have, it was amazing. Listen, I'm telling you right now, this has got to be the most times that movie's been referenced in podcast history. Yeah, I just wanted to clarify that it's a real movie, and that's the title. And I'm not just slut- screaming no <laughs> for no reason. And Kim Basinger's in, in it. Wayne's World and Batman and got it. Uh, that's my input on Wayne's World too. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Um, you know, I I think that's one of the interesting facts. I didn't write down all the actors, but there was, I think like three actors who were in Batman movies in Wayne's world too. So I think you had Drew Barrymore who's in, uh, Batman forever. And then you had Chris Christopher Walken who was in Batman returns. And then you had Kim Basinger who was in Batman. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's the three. Yeah. One, two, and three right there for you, Raul. Every time Tim Burton's got to come back. <laughs> I got something real quick about that. Mike Myers mm-hmm. was he gave up doing another Wayne's World movie. It looks like That's it right. says here to do mm-hmm. Austin Powers, and he basically stole Doctor Evil from a like a parody that Dana Carvey would do about Lauren Michaels. Oh no way! It was oh, like an impression really? of Lauren Michaels, and so That's they funny. they riffed. That's why nothing ever came of Wayne's World again. Oh. For the longest time, so, okay. and then from there, he fucked up the Austin Powers franchise because he was gonna do a Dieter movie from Sprockets. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Tried to back out of that shit, 
So Universal mm. threatened to sue him for five million, and the production company threatened to sue him for thirty million. He what? threatened countersuits, and somehow they all got in a room together and they decided, "Fuck Dieter, we're gonna make the cat in a hat." Ooh. So all those <laughs> suits got thrown out the window, and apparently, like Kyle was saying, I guess he was just a fucking prick through the whole production <laughs> of Cat in a Hat. Wow. Oh, wow. And it's all documented here in this article. I don't even know where the fuck I got this from, but I, it sounds truthful because I remember hearing this stuff, too. That's wild. Yeah, it was, that was one of his last yeah newer films, I think, right? That didn't do too well either, the Cat in the Hat. Yeah, yeah, that was a bomb. It's a looper, so they, they're relatively reputable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it's called Mike Myers' Darkness Behind the Laughter. I don't know. If... <laughs> it's not exactly biased or unbiased. Yeah. So, yeah, I got some interesting facts for Wayne's World 2. Uh, Nirvana was offered a part in the film as one of the performers in Wayne Stock. And band members Kurt Cobain, Dave Grohl, and Chris Novoselic were even shown a rough cut of the film and tried to persuade them, but they eventually declined. Oh, man. So. Yeah, huh. imagine Nirvana in Wayne's World 2. I don't know. Can't do it. Kind of surprised um, they didn't do it. Like Scott said, um, he didn't want to do another Wayne's World because he wanted to make a spoof, too, of a James Bond films, and that's eventually what became Austin Powers. Yeah. So that's why didn't, we didn't get a third Wayne's World. Another interesting fact was, like, the bad licorice scene at Wayne's Stock. Do you guys remember oh, yeah. that scene? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Garth. When Garth right. gets up there. Yeah. Bad licorice and, going around. Yeah, he's it's based loosely on Woodstock, nineteen sixty nine. Yeah, when uh, yeah, yeah, this is bad brown acid. (laughs) Oh my gosh! Someone got on stage and said that. Yep. Um, And then the last interesting fact that I'll say about part kind of related to the Wayne's World films, I guess I didn't know this. I don't know if you guys knew this, but there is a theme park, uh, Paramount in North Carolina. Really? Um, And it has a whole area based on Wayne's World. Oh, really? Yeah, Dude, I would so totally I check that out. They have like a Mirth Mobile there uh, that hit the fire hydrant, like in the second one. Yeah, uh, when it hits the fire hydrant, they have like a full size like Stan Makita's donut shop. Uh, you can actually go inside and eat. And they had like a rock rock shop, a store selling like metal and rock merchandise. And uh, they have a ride called the Scream Weaver. So instead of Dreamweaver. <laughs> I just didn't know. I didn't even know that that existed. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, to share with people. It would be yeah, more if cool you... if Ed O'Neill was working there when you went. Can you imagine? Yeah. If they had like a Makita's in there, you'd go and order donuts and he'd always be there. He'd drop you like nuggets of wisdom or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's like uh, that, that episode of The Simpsons when they got Itchy and Scratchy Land yeah. and they go into the New Year's uh, club for the parents. And like they even got a bartender that looks like uh, John Travolta, and he's like, "Yeah, looks like." <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. So that would be like at Makita's. <laughs> we got the guy that yeah. looks like Ed O'Neill. <laughs> Was that before he fucking came back? Who? Travolta. Travolta. Oh yeah, I think so. I think it was before. That's a pretty old. That was probably like early seasons of Simpsons. Mm-hmm. So it, it might have been like right around the, a little bit before Pulp Fiction or something like that. Would you guys recommend these as a whole together? Absolutely. Definitely. Like, oh, yeah. Kind of like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Totally. Wayne's World 1, Wayne's World 2, and <laughs> all together. <laughs> the backstory, the backstory to. The you guys want to know the backstory to Kim Basinger's character uh-huh. in Wayne's World 2? You got to watch. 
<laughs> honey, honey, Hornet. <laughs> the untold story of honey Hornet. There you go. Yep. We got to we got to spin it that way. Oh, uh, but dude, this <laughs> was awesome, man. We I think we we pretty much told the world why they need to see Wayne's World. So yeah, for sure. Dope. Yep. And uh, as always, thank you guys for coming on, and I appreciate you guys greatly. Absolutely. Always a good time for yep. sure. The wheel was a nice Good. addition to the uh, yes. 30 second challenge. So, fuck yeah. Uh, a lot more randomized. <laughs> wheel of names. That's what we want to call it. Scott, you would have been, been screwed on that second one. They even seen the movie. Yep. You could have been screwed. In my head, I was going to describe that they had <laughs> he lost the a job at Wayne's World and had to work for Tommy's dead selling brake parts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would have been a good. <laughs> yeah. Scott, Scott, Scott starts describing the plot of. <laughs> I think that also was another one. Oh, nice. Oh, shit. I was scrambling for ideas. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the end of the Wayne's World episode, everybody. Uh, thanks for joining us on the No On 15 All Cast, and especially for this uh, Wayne's World experience where we talk about both films. And thanks again to all the guys in the Pod Squad, Special K, Oscar the OG, Great Scott, and Raul Gazeltron. And uh, just want to say thanks and tune in next time for our next episode, releasing soon. For everybody on the show, peace out and God bless. And party on.